you're talking to me. I want you to talk to me some more. So for all of you, what is wellness to you? What's your truth about wellness? To be happy. Be happy, yeah. 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 Mentally, physically, spiritually fine and fit. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, anything else? Anyone else? Yeah, that's really good to be content. Yeah, I like that. What else? Anyone, anyone? To breathe easy. To breathe easy, did someone say? Yeah. I like that. I really like that. These boys are putting you to shame, girls. What do you think about what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, come on. Mm-hmm. To be kind to yourself. To be kind to yourself, yeah. To be confident as yourself. To be confident as yourself, yeah. Anyone else? So I'm just going to give you a quick definition of wellness, but all of you said it. So the definition of wellness... For the real scholars in the back, this is Miriam Webster's definition. Um, it's the quality or state of being in good health, especially as an actively sought goal. Um, synonyms for wellness are fitness, health, heartiness, robustness, soundness, which I, I really like. I like that, that it's like I've got a sound mind to be well. I really like that. Wholeness and wholesomeness are synonyms of wellness. And then, and I think I really like um, kind of going down the route of wholeness and soundness. So when you look at um, the word whole, um, it means to be recovered, to be healed, to be physically sound, to be emotionally sound, to have it, to have all of your proper parts and components. And if you look at what it means to be sound, it means to be free from injury, free from flaw from flaws to be solid, to be for, firm, to be stable, to be secure and to be reliable. And when I look at, listen to those words, I think that doesn't just make for um, uh, a wonderful human being, that actually makes for an incredible employee as well. You know, if I'm looking to work with someone or hire someone, I definitely want someone that's reliable, firm, secure, robust, that's got capacity, you know? So all of these things are really translatable. Um, so I want to talk to you a little bit about kind of how to, I guess, maintain a state of wellness. Um, we're going to get quite practical as well, how to give you some practical tools um, to um, implement into your life and hopefully sustain you kind of through fashion week or busy periods, but also show you that if you kind of put these things in place in your everyday life, you won't kind of hit those crisis points where you feel like you're spinning lots of plates and it's stressful and you're tired and then you have to put your game face on and hustle hard, which is what we don't want to do. Um, okay, so how to maintain well-being during fashion week. So steps towards wellness. I'm going to get you to do something which you might think is really boring, but it's going to help you, um, called a mind sweep. Okay, so there's a guy called um, David Allen, and he started a movement called Getting Thing- Get Things Done. And he um, has worked with um, psychologists and scientists and basically said, at the moment, we don't use our brains for what they are made for, for what they do best. What our brains do best is to strategize and problem solve. But often what we try and do is use our brains as storage. So I'm just gonna remember, I'm gonna remember everything. I'm gonna multitask, I'm gonna remember everything. And we put such a pressure and a stress on our mind that then in the moment, I'll be able to recall that thing. Who knows that that makes you feel like you're gonna have a panic attack. Then you add a lack of sleep, a couple of missed meals, 
a runway booker screaming at you, losing a job, financial pressure, add that to a mind that's already overloaded and what do you have a recipe for? Breakdown and disaster, yeah? So going into Fashion Week that's pressured, I'm gonna help you do a very little thing and I want you to continue to do it throughout the evening called a mind sweep. So I'm gonna give you three minutes. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna put it on the clock. And I want you to think about all the little things that you have floating around in your mind, okay? And I'm gonna kind of talk as you're doing it and I want you to list them on the back of your piece of paper. So it might be, you know how when you're trying to do something really important and it's like, oh, I need milk and uh, I need to get my legs waxed and oh, I've got, yeah, I've got that coming up next week and before you know it, you're off over here and you're supposed to be focused on what you're doing, yeah? So I'm gonna give you three minutes to try and declutter your mind of that stuff. It can be anything, go. So I need milk. I need to reply to that email from that person. Um, oh crap, I didn't wash the sheets. Or, yeah, I need to make sure I've got white shoes for that show. Have I called back my agent? Is my inbox clear? Have I responded to my DMs on Instagram? Have I posted today? Might be something practical in your house. Have I forgotten mum's birthday? Do I need to send a card? Need to book that class or confirm that thing? All those things that come up in your mind when you're trying to be present in what you're doing. Maybe it's a bill that's come in. Maybe it's kind of a missed deadline at work and you think, oh, I'm spinning plates now and I need to get back to that. Oh, you should really push yourself and make sure you go at this properly. And just respect everyone else around you as well so they've got space to go there. Maybe if you're traveling, have I got all my my vitamins and my protein and my overnight case, is it packed? Is everything working? I've picked up my train tickets. I've confirmed my, with my bank that my card is gonna work. I'm going through my list right now because I travel in South Africa. So I'm traveling to South Africa on Thursday, so you're getting my list. Um, I sorted out uniform for the kids. Their packed lunch is ready. How are you doing? Be about thirty more seconds. Who's got more than five things on their list? Ten? Any more? Yeah, who's got more than 15? <laughs> yeah. You're going to feel on a high after you've done this list. So what I want you to do as we go through the rest of the evening, I make a habit of this, which is why I'm getting you to do this exercise. Wherever I am, if I'm in a meeting, if I'm at a play date with my kids, if I'm kind of in mummy mode, 
even if I'm out on a date with my husband or whatever, I have this list on my phone. It's like a capture all list that just helps me to be present in the moment. Because remember, the brain is for problem solving and strategizing, it's not for storage. So I want you to feel um, a sense of permission that all through the evening, if there's something that kind of just floats up to your to your, the top of your brain, I call them kind of spark thoughts, just jot it down, okay? And I want you to practice doing that tonight so that you do that during Fashion Week. So that under the pressure, when things are feeling stressful and you're trying to manage your life as well as this thing called your career, you have a place to capture that information and then that will, it sounds so simple, that will decrease your stress level. Because you're no longer using your brain for storage, you can let your brain be present in what you're doing at that moment. Does that make sense? Sometimes we find this is a little bit more of a woman problem than a man problem, but it, this works for all people. We good? Got a good step? Yeah? Is that helping? What that leads me on to we're gonna go into kind of how you start how to start your day right. I make that a habit that when I sit down at my desk to work, whether it's to write an article, if it's to reply to emails, whatever it is to do, if I'm working with a client on branding, the first ten minutes of my day are that. Because it just means I can clear my head and be present in the moment and therefore I'm a better employee, friend, mum, whatever I need to be at that time. Is this helping? Okay. So second step towards wellness. So remember that we're talking about being sound, being well in kind of all the different facets of your being. Going into a week like this, to fashion week, where or if it's just going into a big job. Boys, are you with me? With me? Are you distracted with the goodie bags? You can't eat it unless I'm eating it. Someone come and give me it some. Helps listen, Does it help it you helps listen? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I want to talk to you about this, and you're going to write this down as well. Values. One of the reasons you can get stressed when going into something like Fashion Week, or um, I did a, I did my degree in drama and theatre, so I did a lot of um, kind of acting and play, um, when I was doing that. Something that used to stress me out is feeling like I've put myself in a position where this project that I'm working on is not congruent with my values. Or what if it's not congruent with my values? What am I gonna do in that situation? Yeah, I wanna say something to you that's uncomfortable, but it's true. You always have a choice. Choosing to ignore is also a choice. Choosing not to choose is also a choice. You always have a choice, yeah? And I had to get really comfortable with that because what used to happen to me, because I am hands up a recovering people pleaser, I would get into the situation and then try and deal with the stress. Nightmare, horrible. And for us as artistic people and creatives, we're, we're feelers and we're thinkers and we pick up the vibe and you want to be part of it, but you're just like, but what if? What if I end up in this? What if I end up in that? So what I want us to do quickly is to write down what for you are your core values so you can make the decision now before you get into the situation. So for me, I'll give you an example for when I was at, um, at uni. Um, I was dating my now husband then, and I think we were also engaged at the time, yes, and so, you know, we really um, 
uh, kind of valued one another and valued our relationship. And for us, it was like, neither of us were particularly comfortable if I was going to be in a play where I'm making out with a guy every night. So I made a decision that actually that's a value to us. I value my relationship. I value that that kind of physical contact is just for us. Therefore, I will not audition for parts that put me in that position. Done talk. So it takes the, de it takes the decision out. It takes the pressure off because I've already made the decision. When you decide your values, you will be surprised how few decisions you actually have to make in your day. They're just already decided. Because you, yeah, go for it. Have you missed uh, big parts for it? Pardon? Have you missed I missed parts? very big parts for it. But I have a whole. How, how do you take it? How do I take it? Yeah. Let me give you, I'm going to answer your question giving you a different example. So I, another, in another part of my life, I used to work for um, in the business side of a big, big investment bank. And like I said, I'm a recovering people pleaser. So I just, because I've had people who've talked behind my back and said I wasn't nice and had things like that done in my life, that kind of, I allowed that to kind of put a pressure on me that I must just be nice to everyone and entertain everyone because I don't want to upset anyone, right? So that's the kind of thing that was going on in my mind. So I was working in this investment bank and um, had this very, very sleazy security guard that would come and talk to me and not just talk to me, but say some really um, inappropriate things that made me really uncomfortable. Um, and then if we're recording this, you have to block, you have to edit this thing out. Um, but then one of the, but one of the times at work followed me to the bathrooms and propositioned me at the toilet door. And so I was then in a position where I couldn't, hadn't really said anything um, that much to my kind of then boyfriend, who's now my husband. And then, but then was in a situation where I was really upset about it and actually a bit freaked out. And then, and I, so I was like, okay, but I want to be nice. I don't want to cause a problem. You know, all that kind of thinking. So I went home and I talked to Christian and he said to me, he said to me, listen, I love you. I'm sorry that happened and I don't blame you. He said, but you need to confront the you need to confront him, you need to take these steps. And I said, but I don't want to cause a problem and I don't want to upset him. And this is how my husband talks to me sometimes. He said to me, you've got a choice. You can upset him or you can upset me. Which matters more to you? Okay. You know, and one, I was like, I'm going to marry that man because he is not intimidated by me. But two, it's the same thing. What matters more to, to me? What matters more? Does the part really matter that much that I'm gonna leverage my relationship for it? Does the money matter that much that I'm gonna put my body in a position that I'm uncomfortable with? No. I've already made the decision, therefore I don't have to maintain and endure that kind of pressure. You know, and I think that these are in some ways they're big things, but if you can make them in small ways, they're much, much easier to make when the big thing comes your way, you know? So so it's it's easy, it's simple, but it's not easy. Does that make sense? So for you, you can kind of reason it as, these are my values, or like sometimes when I'm mentoring girls and we're talking about relationships, I'm saying, you need to, under, you need to know what your non-negotiables are. 
So it doesn't matter how in love your head or heart thinks you are, you have already decided this is non-negotiable for me. So sorry. Yeah? Or with your employer, or with your housemates, or with whatever job it is. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't really enjoy. I don't really enjoy okay. saying no. It feels uncomfortable. Feels uncomfortable. But I think there's something very powerful that you said. You said, "How does it feel to not be nice to everyone all the time?" Yeah, I was the, I just, I'm just going to play with your words for a second. Yeah. Saying no is not not being nice. But it feels not nice. Yeah. Write these things down for me. Three words: understand, accept, and agree. We live in a time in our world where people want to make those three words mean exactly the same thing. If you understood what I was saying, you would agree with me. And unless you agree with me, you don't accept me. I'm here to tell you that's not true. I can understand exactly what you're saying. I can disagree with what you've said, even though I understand and accept you and love you all at the same time. It's not easy to do, but it is the truth. So if you're going for a part or you're saying no, you don't have to be rude to people. You can just really say, thank you so much um, for wanting me for that part. It, it really, I really feel um, privileged that you've asked me to do that. However, I've seen in the script that there's this, and actually that's not really congruent with where I stand, so I would love to be part of this, but either, so you, we can either negotiate that and change that scene so it doesn't have to be like that, or if not, I really think I wanna believe in your project, and I, so I think the best thing to do is for you to find someone else. Thank you so much. Saying no doesn't have to be rude, don't have to be arrogant, don't have to be disrespectful, you just have a really clear boundary. With my children, so, so that it's not personal, so with my children I can say, Benji and Zoe, I love you so much, you know, but don't you remember that in our house, we actually don't behave like that. So I'm gonna give you a choice. You can choose to behave like that again and there will be this consequence. Or we can do this and carry on and have a nice time. I'm not attacking their character. I'm not downgrading them. I'm not being mean to them. I'm not laying into them. Just setting a very clear, kind boundary with a smile. You can do the same for you. So I just want to very quickly for you to write down three of your core values, or maybe one core value, that you're thinking, okay, this is me.
then while you're in that frame of mind, you can then think about the boundaries, the practical outworking of what does that value mean with regards to Fashion Week or with regards to the next big contract you're going to or with maybe you're even reasoning this from a personal point of view, maybe with regards to my current relationship or my, um, my current living situation. So I'll give you a non-pressured example. For us in our family, one of our values is flexibility. We want to be flexible. So we don't want to be tied down to material stuff. To We want to be flexible with our lives because we really, we believe that we're going to travel. We, you know, like, like I'm saying, on Thursday, I'm getting on a plane to go to South Africa. So when I had children, I was like, we need to be able to raise robust, flexible children. How do we do that? So for us, we then looked at, okay, flexibility, that's a value. How does that translate to how we run our everyday life? How does it translate to how we, how we buy things, how we set up our home, how we, how we invest in different things? You have to pull the value through to a practical outworking. Does that make sense? Otherwise, it's just kind of a pie-in-the-sky thing. And then, like I said, all of this, remember, is about wellness and soundness. So we're trying to remove pressure and stress from your life, remove you having to make a decision under pressure. Yeah? So that's why we're going through it like this. So what's the practical boundary that comes out of that value? The next step after that is integrity. So often we can experience stress because we're kind of out of our own integrity. There's something that's not sitting right. So let's walk through the process. I've got this value I'm now in, and I haven't really thought about it. So I'm now in a situation where I'm worried that that value might be encroached upon and I haven't set proper boundaries. So then when I'm in that situation where I feel out of alignment with my values, I feel like I'm violating a boundary, that then makes you feel out of alignment with yourself. Has anyone, anyone ever felt like that? Out of, like, I'm doing this, but it's not really true to myself. It doesn't really feel good. In, have you ever been there in a work situation? In a, that feels awful. Fashion week, a big job, a big contract, we've got to deliver something, a relational conflict. These are prime targets for that kind of stress if you don't think these things through beforehand about when was it 18 months ago my last birthday i got to my last birthday and i love my birthday okay i love presents i love my birthday i love cake i love celebrating i love my friends okay so anyone that wants to get me a present you're more than welcome i'm so grateful yeah i love i love it i love a good surprise and celebrating gathering everyone together it's the most fun so i got to my birthday and i was like I don't want to celebrate my birthday, there's nothing to celebrate, I feel like a failure, everything's awful. That, that's how I felt, kind of 18 months ago. It was terrible. Becky was like, she's my best friend. So what we did for your birthday? I was like, nothing. <laughs> I won't repeat what she actually said to me, but she was like, what? <laughs> and, um, and I kind of had to take myself through a process of, okay, I didn't just wake up feeling like this, there were steps that led to me feeling like that. And I'm really thankful that my dad challenged me. He said, you need to go and check in with yourself and make sure you're not out of your own integrity. Is there someone you need to forgive? Is there pressure that you need to alleviate? 
Is there organisational things that you haven't followed through on? And he got me to work through that. And you know what? I spent the best part of a year going through that list. And you know what? I felt fine afterwards. And I'm super stoked for December to come because we're going to party hard. <laughs> yeah? That sense of being out of integrity. Do you know that I, I listed? I had to have four conversations with four different people. Every time I had those conversations, and actually all four of them I had to forgive as well. I had to confront and I had to forgive. I did four conversations like that and my whole life felt like it changed because I wasn't out of my own integrity. I knew what my value was. I'd put, I felt like there's a boundary I'd put in place which I'd allowed to be violated in the past but I was now readdressing that and then coming back into my own integrity within those relationships changed my life. It's exactly the same in your professional life as well when you're going for a job, when you're, when you're approaching Fashion Week, it's exactly the same thing. Then, my favourite thing, accountability. Okay? Accountability. You kind of all know what that is. So when you want someone to manage your money or do your taxes or your accounts, you, you take your accounts to an accountant and get them to assess how you're doing. Yeah? So accountability is not your accountant chasing you saying, have you done it yet? Have you done it? No, no, you, it's you having agency and saying, this is my, these are my accounts. Please won't you check over them and feedback to me how I'm doing. I like to have that in my life and you need to have that in your life, especially going into something like Fashion Week or like into a big project or all the things we've talked about. So I want you to think about one or two people that you're going to check in with next week and write their names down. One or two people that you can go, okay, I'm going to call you on Monday, and I'm going to call you on Wednesday, and I'm going to call you on Friday, is that okay? And I want you to ask me, how am I doing physically? How am I doing emotionally? How am I doing mentally? How am I maintaining those boundaries I've just written down? Am I, I want you to ask me, am I out of my integrity? Um, uh, Tash and Rebecca are some of my closest friends but I've also had the privilege of mentoring them and we do this and they do it for me too they, I've give, we've given one another permission to say please check my blind spot because I don't know everything and I just say oh you know what babe that attitude or I've noticed now Becky did this to me a few months ago I've noticed three times I've talked to you and all three times you said you don't quite feel like yourself what's that about? you know that you're saying that, Cara? Welcome that into your life and you're gonna fly in your career and in your relationships. You look at top high-flying performers in terms of their careers, they will have that in place. They call it 360 degree feedback. So, so people looking at you at from all angles and you welcome that into your life. There's a brilliant Bible verse that says, a wise man welcomes correction. You want to be a wise, well person that's of sound mind? Because we're in a wellness workshop. Invite accountability into your life. It's the only way I stay on track with anything. Uh, pardon? Uh, yeah, we'll get them to ask, so ask them, how am I doing? I want, they want, I want you to ask me, how am I doing mentally? 
how am I doing physically? How am I doing emotionally? If it was me, I'd be asking how am I doing spiritually? Financially, that's also really important because that can cause stress. But you're gonna know for you what the trigger areas are, what your areas of weakness are, what potential blind spots are. Write those things down and say, I want you to ask me about them. You know, so for instance, Jemba shared with you that um, when I was a teenager, I had an eating disorder. So um, my, my dad is white English and my mum is black Caribbean. And any of you from the Caribbean here? Any of the one got, yeah? Right, who knows that when you go home to the Caribbean, you're always going to have the auntie that says, oh, you, you put on weight, girl. I never hear you do this accent. I <laughs> love it. Or, and then the next auntie after her, so she says, um, she'll say to me, oh, so you, you, are you not eating very well because you're looking really skinny? It's African to you. <laughs> yeah. Who knows that for someone who's had an eating disorder, as far as I've walked from that, that's like a danger zone for my mind. Yeah? I have people in my life that check in with me when I'm on holiday to make sure I don't backslide into that because I'm so stressed. Imagine what it was like for me after I had two babies going to see them. And I'm not perfect i'm not a superhuman being at all and i don't get this all right all the time but i have worked out how to hack this a little bit so i don't go through torture and the reason i've had to do that is because i've gone through points in my life where i wanted to end my life because of this kind of stuff do you understand so it's i want to give you really practical things so whatever you know the trigger point for you is set up accountability around that and write it down And then the last thing is celebration. Celebrate every win. Yeah? Have this is a really, really good test of your friendships, by the way. People who can celebrate with you. And it doesn't make them insecure that today we're celebrating your win when I might feel like I'm through a bit of a ditch. True friendship does that. Yeah? find people you know um tash said about you know never underestimate how many followers you have because i mean if you think about standing in a room of 200 people that's a lot of people right so but if you kind of if i don't necessarily think there should be a goal but if your goal is to get to 500 find the friend that's going to say when you get to 500 we're going out we're buying a bottle of champagne and we're going to celebrate you know or if you know I've got a particularly heavy day in fashion week and I'm working with this designer that last time they were really mean to me and I don't like the girls I'm walking with and blah 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 find that friend that's going to say you and me going out tonight when you've made it through that through that day call me and we're going to celebrate yeah it's so necessary because we you have to build in celebration otherwise you will always feel tired exhausted and like you're not making it yeah I'm a big fan of Fridays I love a Friday feeling because I got through my week. And I'll celebrate it. Or I'll celebrate like 
when I get on the plane on Thursday and like the kids uniform is done and the husband is happy and everyone's peaceful and I'm getting on a plane all by myself for 12 hours, I will be having a glass of wine to celebrate my brilliance as a mother and a wife. <laughs> Only because no one can come and celebrate with me but I'll be like sending out the yays on my WhatsApp. If, yeah, with a picture, I made it. Because otherwise, what is all the hard work for? What are you moving towards? If you don't set a marker of celebration, you're going to exhaust yourself really, really fast. And then if you are into the hustle, then it's really going to feel awful. My, um, a cu- my cousin, she's excellent at this. She started her own business and she set financial markers for herself. And she said, okay, when I make my first £1,000, I'm going to treat myself to this. Profit. When I make my first £1,000 profit, I'm going to treat myself to this. When I make my first £5,000, I'm going to treat myself to this. When I make my first £10,000, I'm going to go away for a weekend away. She's got those things in place. They're part of her business plan. And because they're written, they're defined, they're confirmed, she hits them faster and faster every time because there's motivation and celebration. So, so good. Are you with me? Is is this helping and making sense? Okay, good. Last thing and steps towards wellness, self-care. Not selfish care, where you just like disappear off the face of the planet and it's all about me and if I can't, you know, there is, there's place for sacrifice and hard work, like I said, but self-care, understanding what your being needs and what makes you feel good and what fills up your tank is really important. Spiritually, for your soul, so when I'm kind of separating spirit and soul, um, so there's your spirituality, but then your soul is like your mind, your will, your emotions, your social, your social sense of being, and then obviously your body as well. So what does that mean, and how does that work in terms of, um, like we're talking about preparation for Fashion Week, but you can apply that to any of your. Um, any of your circumstances. How is that going to work for you? So for me, when I'm really, really busy, um, in terms of self-care for my soul, one of the things I will put in is a lot of planning. What is the, the rhythm of my week looking like? And make sure then I take respite, because I know, okay, I might have capacity to do that, but by the end I need to get sick and burn out, and that's not what I want. So. I might have this event and this event, but like so this week, I've got an event today, I've got an event tomorrow, I fly on Thursday. So Wednesday, I'm not going into the office, I'm gonna work from home, I'm making sure I'm not doing anything from Wednesday and I make sure that all my tasks are finished by seven o'clock so I can have quality time and not feel stressed before my flight. I have those conversations with myself so that my soul is kind of maintained. I know that before I fly, I wanna make sure I catch up with my really close friends or that, you know, that I have a date with my husband or, or whatever it is, because I know the things that fill my tank when I'm under pressure. You know what's really amazing? When we're under pressure, we tend to cut those things out. And that's the behavior of insane people, isn't it? So this is my life. I know that this is what keeps me physically healthy, emotionally healthy, and spiritually healthy. And in a time where you're really stressed, what should you do, increase that or decrease it? increase it what do we usually do decrease it 
I'm under pressure, so oh, I won't sit in the gym. And you know what? I really can't be bothered to cook healthy, balanced meals, so I'll just eat five guys. And you know what? It's really, really busy, so I'm not going to see Beck and Ta- Bex and Tash. I just don't have time. And yeah, you know what? It's just been a heck of a week, and I could really use the lion, so forget church on Sunday too. And actually, what you're doing is taking out the plugs that fill out your tank and then you wonder why you feel stressed out and broken by the end so can you write down for me two things in each of those areas how what fills your tank spiritually what fills your tank in your soul realm and what makes your body what fills your body tank what keeps you healthy the reason i'm getting you to write all these things down is because then they're tangible and when you can see them, you can kind of hold yourself to them. It also, it's also a little bit mean because once you've written it down, you can't say you didn't know. It's terrible. I'm kind of ruining your life, but hopefully it's going to help. Everyone with me? Right, I've got two more things that I want to do, but I think we should break for a drink. Is that good? And then we'll come back, yeah? Five minute drink, maybe eat some more snacks, boys, then you'll be fortified for the next bit. And we'll come back. Thank you so much so far. You're doing great.
Let's just very quickly do um, 30 seconds of, like, what's one thing that you're taking away so far? And I want to share, like, a, a takeaway. years full time now and I haven't actually really sat down and thought what my personal values are mm-hmm. which is kind of mental but I feel like <laughs> a lot of people also haven't just written it down so then yeah that's something I need to think about now yeah. and this is the thing like in the industry oh, this is the thing no, nobody ever yeah. will sit you down and say by the way how do you feel about this yeah. Like, you know, it's bizarre. I mean, you get like you do this or that or the other, and that's kind of the yeah. But the thing is, like, it's just a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And even then, though, like you said earlier, sorry to butt in, but even then, like you said earlier, it's like you might they'll ask you, do you want to do this or do that? But they won't really explain what that means yeah. exactly. or yeah. the value behind that, yeah. which yeah. is what you were saying yeah. earlier. So it's good. One last one. Anyone? Yeah. Hello. <laughs> um, this is Molly. She's a model me ambassador. Hey. Um, to be stricter on myself, on staying aligned with my values and aligned with myself. So like eating healthy yoga, which are actually things I love, but a lot of the time I get sucked into like, oh no, let's go for drinks. Like 
I don't really like drinking anymore. I hate hangovers. Yeah. Why am I still doing this? So to be strict on myself yeah. that way. So. Um, yeah, so just the wellness being the stepping stone to confidence. I really like that. And I love the idea of the concept of, of quiet confidence. I think you're a great example of that. Um, and I just think it's just a powerful and wonderful thing to see. And so, yeah, looking forward to practicing that. Thank you. That's good. It's good when you can kind of feedback from one another and you can kind of hear how someone else is interpreting what's said. And I love that because I, I always was one of those kids in class that was like, like, does anyone have any questions? And I could never think of a question. And then someone else would ask a question. I was like, yes, I really want to know that. You know, so I always really appreciate taking that time. Okay, so we've got two things to cover. And um, I'm going to do this next bit quite quickly. And it's very practical. Um, so this is kind of how to start your day right. Um, and some of that we've covered. Um, but I'm going to give you... This will look different for all of you, for everyone, yeah? So it's not so much about the what to do, it's the principle behind it, okay? So you wanna be in a position where you are happening to your day, your day is not happening to you. Who hates that feeling of waking up and then you're kind of, I don't know, having a coffee or whatever, scrolling and then you go, oh my God, I'm meant to be here and I totally forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this morning. Yeah. Yeah, that's awful. That happened to me. It happened. So I'm I'm telling you what to do, but this happened to me the other day. It was Tuesday, so the day after Bank Holiday Monday, and I'm like cruising to work. And I booked a phone call, so I was like, I'm going to go into the office a bit later, do my phone call, and then go in, and then. As I was approaching the office, my um, my boss messaged me, so this, this client I work with, she messaged me saying, um, yeah, no, that's absolutely fine, thanks for letting me know about your call, um, this guy is going to start the leadership day now and you can just fall in when you arrive, and I'd totally forgotten that we had like a whole staff away day leadership thing, and I was like 40, and it's on self-management, <laughs> and I was like 40 minutes late to that because I was so into my bank holiday vibe so that's proof that I'm not necessarily a guru in all of this all the time and that's why you should do this um, so how to start your day right you start Monday on Sunday night you start Tuesday on Monday night you start Wednesday on Tuesday night you understand then every evening, check in with your diary, okay? This means your diary has to be up to date, but let's just imagine we are all calendar gurus and we're very good at putting stuff in the calendar, okay? Check your diary, check your email, and check your messages. Also, check the, ca you know the capture list that we made? That mind dump, the mind sweep list? Check your mind sweep. And then either like assign a task, assign a date, make a phone call, do what you need to do. Yeah, so when I go home tonight, 
even though it's going to be really late, I'll check in with my diary. I'm going to check my emails from Tash about the event tomorrow. I'm going to check in with my client that I'm going to work for in the office and make sure there's no outstanding tasks there. I'm going to lay out my clothes for the next morning. And because it's a really early morning, I'll be putting a bottle of Huel in the fridge so I don't have to think about breakfast. Yeah, because for me, if it start, if I start the day hangry, it's all going to go to pot. Yeah, that's how I work. So you start your day the night before. Check your mind sleep, your emails, your calendar. Yeah. Pardon? Doing things last minute, is it bad? Doing things last minute, is it bad? How does it feel? Running all the time. <laughs> not great. It's not great physiologically, it's not great, it's not great mentally. You know, when you're doing things last minute, you feel stress, your body increases cortisol, which produces tension in your body. And all of it's not great, you know? And also it means that if an actual real emergency happens, not a bad planning emergency, an actual emergency, you're already in a deficit of energy for energy. Yeah? So your body is in like fight or flight or flee the whole time. If something actually serious happens, you're already in a deficit. And you're not gonna thrive. Yeah? Remember, wellness workshop, whole sound restored that's how we want to be living the whole time she don't want to be living in firefighting mode the whole time that's not that's living that's not living well we want to live well yeah so first thing is start your day the night before then this tiny simple thing changed my life okay I go to bed and this goes on do not disturb an airplane mode and I decide when that comes off. So I don't wake up to a whole bunch of messages and emergencies and news feeds and this thing's happening in the rainforest and this person has said not something very nice and this person's child is sick and this person needs my help and the work thing is going off and this person and I wake up to that, no, no, no. When I was doing that, I used to feel on the verge of an anxiety attack all the time and I used to feel at capacity before I'd even gotten out of my bed. You don't have to raise your hands, but basically it feels like that all the time. Just turn it off. Yeah? The biggest thing you want to fight for, especially going into a pressured week like this, is I have agency in my life and I am not a victim. I will not start my day like a victim. So I decide when that gets access to me. My first priority is, well I have little kids, so my first priority is kind of like waking up with a smile so that they feel like I'm happy to see them even though I'm kind of a little bit exhausted <laughs> sometimes, yeah? But I want to start my day and feel like I'm happening to this day and not the day is happening to me, yeah? So my very easy tips are start the day the night before, yeah? Fail to plan and you plan to fail. Just like that, all the time. And it happens to me all the time. Um, and then in terms of this, this, this serves you. 
you don't serve it. Yeah? If you're creative, Instagram serves you. You don't serve it. Yeah? I love my clients and I do serve them, but I took on that client and made sure it served my life. Yeah? make those things work for you and some sometimes it's like the tiniest mental adjustment the tiniest practical adjustment and you've got a whole new sense of being um when we went on holiday recently for a couple of days where i didn't do that and i did the whole wake up pick up the phone scroll they were the two worst days of my holiday and i was like just violating my own principles and teaching myself my own lesson but now I'm not happening to the day, it's happening to me. And now my brain is full of everyone's stuff, you know? And especially on social, it's so angry sometimes, isn't it? Well, I feel like it is really angry a lot of the time and there's serious stuff happening and I need to be able to just deal with that and filter it a little bit, yeah? Um, and then what I would say is create a kind of a create a ritual that works for you yeah so i will tell you my morning ritual this might not work for everyone i'm not actually prescribing it to you it's just that this is what i do each morning so this is how i start my day so the evening before i do what we said check my emails my um getting things done list i check my calendar make sure there's no conflicts send any messages that i need to make sure that i've got clothes for the next day and there's breakfast because I really am a little bit like a child. You need to feed me every three hours, otherwise I get upset. Um, so, and then in the morning, I wake up. I try as much as possible to get up before my children, yeah? If I wake up and it's like kids at the side of my bed, I love them, but that really does send me into the day is now happening to me. It's like, I'm hungry or I need a wee or, you know, that. That's not great for me. I'll try and be a really good mum, but that is not so great for me. Um, so I try and get up before them. I get up, I go downstairs, I boil the kettle, I slice some lemon into hot water with apple cider vinegar, honey and ginger every morning. I stand there next to my little shelf by the window and then I try and read a Bible verse. That's, that's my ritual. Everything else after that, then children are up, husbands are up, whatever's happening and we're kind of into it. My little ritual might be no more than seven minutes long, if that. It makes all the difference though, because I feel like I have walked into this day and I'm on it and I've made a decision, yeah? My, um, on non-working days, so when I'm not with a client, my do not disturb doesn't turn off until 9 a.m. So when I get back from the school run, I check my phone for the first time. I just protect that whole time because for me as a mum, being present for my kids is really important. Being emotionally available to them, being practically available to them, making sure we start the day well is really important because I'm also training them in it as well. So I just protect and cap that time. That might not work. I don't do that every day because some days I know I need to, I, I need, I need to check in. But if I get that little first thing with getting up in silence, going downstairs, boiling the kettle, making my drink, reading my scripture, I'm good then I could even probably turn it on, I just choose not to, you know? 
So very quickly, for one minute, you can just write down some ideas. You're not, you're not committing to this ritual, just write down an idea of a ritual that you think might work for you. You want it to be very small, measurable and sustainable. Because you want to be able to perpetuate this. Yeah, so don't, I probably wouldn't be like, I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna have a shower, I'm gonna meditate for an hour, and then probably not. Yeah, something small, measurable and sustainable. Measurable means you know that you've done it. You can see clearly that you've done it. on writing what I also forgot to say is about the night before I have like a habit tracker app well, it's actually a period tracker app but in that it tracks my mood my water intake um, any physical symptoms I might be experiencing all stuff like that so it is actually a period tracker but I kind of use it as a habit as a habit tracker you know so I but for me that's really good because it's a good check-in with myself Remember I told you the story about my dad and him saying, are you out of integrity in any way? If I'd had a tracker in place and every day I was saying, I feel like I've got anxious, obsessive thoughts and I've done that 30 days in a row, it's going to tell me I need to do something about it so I don't get to my birthday and not want to celebrate. You know what I mean? Or I can be like, oh, sorry guys, I'm like, oh no, it's leading up to period week, that's why I feel insane, everything's going to be fine in two days. Yeah, it's just these things help. Yeah, so a little habit tracker can be a good thing to fill in at the end of the day. Okay, is that helpful? Okay, good. Right, we're gonna do one exercise and then I wanna um, leave some time for a couple of questions. Okay, so do you remember I said, we were saying at the beginning, because um, tomorrow we're gonna be leading on to confidence and we said that wellness really is the stepping stone to confidence and that that thing is really about that quiet assurance of no matter what you say about me, what happens in the casting, what happens in the relationship, what happens in the day, as I stand here, I am enough. I'm not looking for you to validate me. And the stuff, the negative stuff that you might say about me behind my back when you leave this event doesn't take away from who I am. That's the goal, yeah? I'm not saying that I manage that 24-7, but I'm way, way further along than I was five years ago, ten years ago, yeah? One of the main things that keeps us from showing up, really showing up, not game face, but really showing up and being present is fear of vulnerability which comes from a fear of being exposed, which often comes from shame. Yeah, these are a little bit heavy. Yeah, you can, I think you can either be motivated by fear or by love, can't you? 
be motivated by a lie or be motivated by the truth. So if you're going into a casting and in yourself, you feel like you're not enough as you are, your motivation will be to prove to them that you are enough. And the job is the validation of that, right? If you go in motivated by truth, that as I stand here, I am enough. And whether I get this job or not, my value and my worth is not affected by that. Whether you like me or not, or you think I'm the right shape or the right color, or that I was dressed well enough, that I performed well enough, that is just a job. And when I walk out, I'm still exactly as whole as I was and you haven't taken anything away from me. That is the goal, yeah? What stops us from showing up and being present? What stops you from being able to look someone in the eye and hold eye contact and not be scared? Because you know you're enough, just as you are. That feeling there, if you can get rid of that, you're powerful. Because you're beautiful and you're enough, just as you are, completely. Yeah, that's what you want to live like. Yeah, and that's why we have things like Model Me, so there's a community where you're safe to feel like that. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you to do something very, very brave. I want you to get into pairs and stand up, please. Stand and face your, your partner at a comfortable distance apart. <laughs> I'm just looking for a partner, okay, guys? <laughs> and then if you're single and you like them, squeeze their hand. No, I'm joking. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> That's just uncomfortable. Don't do that. Okay. So I'm going to give you, I'm, and I promise, I promise it will only be a minute, okay? I promise I'm going to time this. I want you just to, to stand, and I want you to give each other eye contact for one minute. One minute. Okay, ready? One. But this is serious, okay? I need you to actually engage with it quite seriously, because we're going to feed back in a second, okay? One, two, three, go. you're doing it can't talk it's not a staring contest just making eye contact with one another and I want you while you're thinking about it how does this make you feel does it make you feel uncomfortable is there a fear going through your mind is it too intimate if it is intimate, is that scary? How do you feel about making eye contact with someone? Do you think that they can read your mind? 
what's going through your mind? Are you scared of them finding out what's going on in your mind? Come on, boys, you can do it. Right, we're done. Okay. Now, everyone, just very quickly before you shake it all off too much, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands, okay? I'm going to say some things, and I want you to know they are not personal judgments. They are general observations, okay? And I can track this in my own life. The more of that quiet confidence you have, the less uncomfortable that will have been. what I want to say to you is that will help you track how much of yourself is actually showing up yeah now I'm not saying that you should be able to hold a minute eye contact with everyone in your life I suggest you don't do that (laughs) yeah and I'm also not talking about emotional uh overshare all the time don't do that either yeah be very wise guard your heart yeah guard your heart but that you can guard your heart and be completely authentic all at the same time, yeah? I used to have a real fear of eye contact with people because I had shame issues. And I felt like, if you see me, you're gonna see this. And I don't want you to see this. And I don't want you to know this because I can barely deal with it, let alone worrying about what you're gonna think about it. Real talk. What I want you to do If you have something like that, write it down now. I don't want them to know this, or I don't want them to think this, or if they said this about me, this would crush me. If you've got something like that, write it down very quickly. You don't have to share it. I promise I'm not going to make you share it. But if you have it, write it down. I'm getting you to write it down is the hardest thing to do is face it yourself we did a we did a workshop in May on um, mental health week and we talked about having a positive mental body image why did we call it a mental body image because if your mental picture of your body and your body are not the same, you're in for a nightmare. Because it means that this is not enough, I'm always aiming for this, and when I'm this, I'll be enough. But like I am now, I'm not enough. So you need to have a positive mental body image, yeah? So I'm getting you to write that down is a really similar thing, yeah? Because when you're most powerful is when you know, I know who I am, but I also know exactly who I'm not. And I'm okay with it. And have people in my life who love me, not aside from that, their love for me encompasses that. So when I walk into a room, I don't need you to validate that. And even if you attack it, it's okay because you're not in my circle. Yeah? 
when you go into fashion week, your employers, your, your, um, your casting agents, all of that, they're voices that matter at, for the job at hand, they're not voices that matter to your heart. That also is gonna help you be well in your mind. I do have people in my life whose voices matter. Natasha and Becky are two of them. Yeah? If they, just give me one second, if they call me on something, one, I've given them a permission to do that. Two, because I know they do it out of love. And even if it hurts, it's because I know they've got my best interests at heart. Therefore, their feedback matters to me. Also, very, very important, I know that they do it, they have it in their life. Don't ever accept feedback from someone in your life that doesn't get feedback on their own. Just ultimately, they're, they're instantly disqualified. Doesn't matter. Shake it up. Yeah? So, just around that identity exercise, the truth and vulnerability thing, that thing that you've written down, I would encourage you to find someone that you trust and tell them. Yeah? These two girls, we have the kind of relationship where we really do know the best and the worst of each other. And we love each other the same. Yeah? And in moments of real vulnerability where we've made mistakes, big mistakes at times, or where we felt insecure, or we've gone through whatever, they're the type of women that look me in the eye and say, I love you anyway. And I don't even have to try. I just do. Yeah? That's the feedback that matters. And that puts the pressure of the week you're about to go into, or the pressure of the relationship that you're in, or the pressure of the job that you're in, it puts it in its place. And it means that then I can show up a little bit more every time. Because I'm not looking for that external validation. Is that good? Because that's a little bit scary. It's okay. I'm really, I think you're really brave. That was really good. Okay, that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> um, I thought I'd give... What's the time? Uh, just about to be nine. Right, so we're going to wrap up there. I think Tasha's just going to close for us. But I just wanted to say thank you very much for your time. Thank you for being here, for being present, being engaged. It was a real privilege to be with you, and I hope it provides value to your life. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Wow. Oh, wow. So exciting. Uh, you've really set the standard, my friend, haven't you? Wow. Good to be here tomorrow. Um, <laughs> you just got to raise your own standards, uh, which is what life is about daily. Um, so thank you so much for coming. I always just am so giddy when I close an event. I never know how to do it. Quite similar to how I do know how to open an event, but I get so giddy. Um, please um, travel safe home when you go. Um, please um, make sure that you uh, respect box park if you have any rubbish around you. It'd be great if you could put it on the bin on the way out. 
Uh, there's not actually that much. I think they've done quite a good job. So well done, all of you. Make sure you take your goodie bag. Uh, someone wrote on their goodie bag, which was really cool for me to see because I really love that he really honoured his goodie bag. Um, and I really just honestly can't thank you enough from the bottom of my heart for allowing this vision to really fall into place. You have really um, been a really instrumental, important part of the puzzle pieces in the vision in my mind. And I really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart on behalf of Model Me and just really, really, really grateful. And I, I can't wait to see um, the models in you here on how this impacts you for the rest of your week and how this impacts you the next week and of course you're all welcome to come to any single event you'd like to come to for the rest of the week so all the schedules are on our instagram everything is linked in through the link on there um you're more than welcome and do please come because we did this for you and it would be no good if um you know you, if you didn't come uh for you not for me for you i didn't do this for me i did it for you so yeah thanks so much um yeah what else do i say um huge thank you to Box Park for this, and huge thank you to Cara, mostly for making me and making making me bring you up here. I feel like I should say that, um, and like proposing that you should do this and giving her the pressure of starting this week. But also, you rose above it, my friend, and you literally exceed exceeded every expectation I have ever have for you every single time you always do and i really hope that you all i love how many notes you're taking thanks for taking part honestly really 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 love your presence so thank you bye <laughs>